We walk or drive past houses every day of our lives and never really know what's going on inside. Some seemingly creepy or eerie looking properties may well have peaceful and respectable owners and pasts, whereas some non-sinister looking properties could be plagued with dark backstories. In this video, we'll be taking a look at normal looking homes that have incredibly disturbing backstories that you could walk straight past without knowing the dark history that happened behind those closed walls. As always, hit those lights, sit back, and enjoy. Burford Close This four-bedroom detached home in Burford Close in Cheshire, England doesn't look too different from those around it. An upper-class family home that was purchased for £435,000 in 2017 by Darren and Leanne McKee, both police officers. They moved into the home in September of that year and began to renovate and extend the property. It wasn't long, however, before things fell apart. On September 28, 2017, 43-year-old McKee left his desk halfway through his shift to return home. It turned out that Leanne had discovered the financial mess that the couple were in. They were in crippling debt with maxed out credit cards and he had applied for a £54,000 loan in his wife's name behind her back, forging her signature in the process. It was revealed that after paying their monthly debts, the couple had £84 left over. At home, the two confronted one another and the result was fatal. McKee, a martial arts enthusiast, broke two bones in Leanne's neck and strangled her. He then placed her body in the boot of her car and went to pick up his children from school. He even sent texts to his wife's mobile, feigning concern. That night, he dumped her body in Poynton Lake and abandoned the vehicle. He left his blood-stained trainers in a wheelie bin on his way home. Eventually, he was picked up and taken home by police officers who recognized him as an inspector. At 3.45 a.m., a passerby discovered Leanne's body. Police officers returned to McKee's home, but this time to arrest him. During their investigation, they recovered the freshly washed clothing McKee had been wearing on the night of the murder, plus the trainers he'd abandoned. He pled guilty to manslaughter, but refused to admit to murder. To this day, he has not revealed what occurred between himself and his wife on the day of her death. McKee was jailed for life with a minimum of 19 years for the murder of his wife. The Burford Close home went up for sale for £480,000 in 2018 and sold for £450,000 in 2019. The Pyrenees Castle The Pyrenees Castle, nestled in the hills of Alhambra, looks less like the modern mansions of Alley and more like the dramatic and lavish backdrop of an old-fashioned murder mystery. Built in 1925, it was purchased by a record producer for $1.1 million in 1998. Its new owner, Phil Spector, had collaborated with the Ramones and the Beatles during his career, but his musical mastery soon became overshadowed by a scandal in 2003 when 40-year-old Lana Clarkson, an actress and fashion model who shot to fame in the 1980s, was found dead in his mansion. On February 3, 2003, Lana's body was discovered just inside the home's entryway, slumped in a chair with a single gunshot wound to her mouth. Broken teeth were scattered over the carpet. A 911 call was made by Phil Spector's driver, who claimed the producer had said, I think I've killed someone. 
The driver had also witnessed Spectre leaving the home with bloody hands and, in some reports, holding a gun. When Spectre was arrested for Lana's demise, it was not a surprise to those around him. In 1977, while working with Leonard Cohen, he reportedly produced a gun and pointed it at the singer. During his time working with the Ramones, Spectre had allegedly held the band hostage. He had also, over the years, pulled a gun on four separate women after being rejected by them, and had had several allegations of domestic abuse against him. Spectre's trial began on March 19, 2007, in Los Angeles Superior Court. The proceedings were televised, and prominent forensic expert Henry Lee testified for the defense, who relied largely on the claim that Clarkson's death was a suicide. The trial concluded in September, and on the 26th, a mistrial was declared because of a hung jury. The retrial for Spectre began on October 20th, 2008, and on April 13th, 2009, the jury returned a guilty verdict. He was sentenced to 19 years to life in prison the following month. Over the years, Spectre attempted to appeal his conviction, but was rejected each time. He died in prison in January of 2021, aged 81, after contracting COVID. The Pyrenees mansion changed ownership to Spectre's ex-wife following their divorce and his arrest, and went up for sale in 2019 with a set price of $5.5 million. However, it was sold in 2021 for $3.3 million instead. Somerset Road. This modest two-bedroom terrace property in Somerset Road, Droyldston, England, looks like a typical British house, but it was once the place that a cold-blooded killer called home. In 2004, the property was purchased by Anita Cregan for her son Dale, a cocaine dealer. He began dealing cannabis in high school and allegedly developed a taste for knives around this time. He then started collecting firearms and by the age of 22, he was dealing cocaine, claiming to make around £20,000 a week in profits. At some point during his teenage or young adult years, Cregan lost his left eye, although it's unclear how. He told friends he'd been in a fight in Thailand. On September 18th, 2012, two officers with the Greater Manchester Police, Fiona Bone and Nicola Hughes, were killed by Cregan in a gun and grenade ambush while they responded to a report of a burglary in Thameside, Greater Manchester. Cregan was arrested after walking into a police station just an hour after the slaughter. He was also wanted in connection with two other slayings. He went on to be charged with the murders of Fiona, Nicola, and the two other deaths. In November of 2012, he pled not guilty to the murders of Fiona and Nicola, but in February of 2013, he admitted in court to the slayings of the police officers. Three months later, he confessed to the two other killings he was charged with. Three of the murders he committed were done so using hand grenades. This was the first time they had been used as a murder weapon in the United Kingdom. Following his conviction, Cregan was sentenced to life behind bars. The property on Somerset Road was formally repossessed in 2016 and was auctioned off that same year. Although the house was valued at just £40,000, it sold for over 70000 83 Street. This three-bedroom property located in North Edmonton, Canada, seems like an ordinary family home, but was in fact the scene of one of the worst mass murders in the city's history. In 2013, Poo Lam, a 52-year-old maintenance man, 
lived in the house on 83 Street with his wife and their two children, their eight-year-old son Alvis and their one-year-old daughter. On December 29, 2014, Lamb slaughtered seven of his relatives inside the home. His wife, their son, and several members of his wife's family, including her parents and sister. He even took the life of his three-year-old niece, and yet he spared his eight-month-old nephew and one-year-old daughter. Lamb then drove to another house to snuff out the life of his final target. When he discovered that that individual wasn't home, he shot the woman who answered the door, Cindy Nyong, killing her instantly. No one could fathom why an ordinary family man had decided to do this, and even police struggled to put the pieces together, believing that domestic troubles were involved in the case. According to court documents, Lam's wife, who was 35 when she was slain by her husband, had attempted to escape the marriage in 2012. Originally from Vietnam, she moved to Canada to live with Lam. However, she reported in 2012 that he had become controlling shortly after arriving in Canada. He changed her phone number because he didn't want her to have friends. He chose her clothing, and he hated the idea of her working, although she got a job despite this. She reported that her husband had hit her and choked her before. He also allegedly threatened to kill her if she went to the police. Over the years, Lam grew suspicious of Alvis's parentage and had DNA testing done, which proved that the little boy was not his biological child. Following this discovery, Lam sexually assaulted and beat his wife. Additionally, Lam had a gambling problem and the family were in a financial mess. It's thought that the reveal that he was not Alvis's father pushed him over the edge. After he killed his wife, he drove to Ford, Saskatchewan and shot himself inside a restaurant where he was working on repairs. His body was found at 7.34am on December 30th. The family home on 83 Street went up for sale in August 2015 with an asking price of 365000 Canadian dollars and was described as needing lots of work inside. The current status of the property is unclear. Morehouse Street This property does not stand out among the crowd, looking similar to the many other houses lining Moore Street House in Willoughby, a suburb of Perth, Australia. The only reason it's notable is that it was once the home of David John Burney and his wife Catherine, better known as Australia's Fred and Rose West. Over a period of five weeks, starting in 1986, the couple abducted, raped and murdered five women, some of who were only teenagers at the time. Their first victim was Mary Nielsen, a psychology student who met David at his workplace. On October 6th, she went to his house, where she was gagged, chained to the bed, and sexually assaulted several times before being strangled, her body buried in a shallow grave in Bedfordale. The couple's next three victims were all abducted at knife point and driven to the couple's home, where they were gagged, chained to the bed, and sexually assaulted. 16-year-old Susanna Candy was strangled by Catherine, who was asked by David to prove her love to him, and Catherine also participated in her sexual assault. Their third victim was Nolene Patterson, 31, who was held captive for three days. Catherine disliked this, as David seemed attached to Nolene. She told him that she would have to kill her, or Catherine would take her own life. Their penultimate victim was 21-year-old Denise Brown. 17-year-old Kate Moore was the couple's final victim, but Kate managed to escape a day after her capture. She broke the lock on a window and fled the property, 
failing to attract the attention of any neighbours, and instead running into a vacuum cleaner shop on November 10th. She informed the shopkeeper that she had been raped, and the police were promptly called to the scene. David pled guilty to all charges he faced, four counts of murder and one count each of abduction and rape. He and Catherine were sentenced to four terms of life imprisonment. David hanged himself while still behind bars in 2005, age 54, and Catherine is still incarcerated. The couple's three-bed brick cottage still exists on Morehouse Street, but its interior has been completely gutted and renovated. It was put up for sale in January of 2020 and was expected to sell for 459,000 Australian dollars, but it sold for $34,000 less than the asking price. So that's five seemingly normal looking homes with creepy and dark backstories. Our heart goes out to all of those who are affected by the stories we've covered today. Thanks for watching and we'll see you tomorrow for another video.